This is I Don't Care. This is I Don't Care You Listen Podcast from my mom, Shawnee, my auntie, Leonica. This is episode what? Tell me. Can you say it over again, please? This is I Don't... I, this is I... Uh, Go. This is I Don't Care If You Listen Podcast. My mom, Shawnee, my auntie, Leonica. This is episode... 16. This episode, we got to hang out in Michigan with my friend Chloe and my auntie Adriana. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy this double stuffed turkey show. Yeah, I usually use a headset Maybe for work. Maybe when Leonica gets here, we can. Yeah. Well, as I said, I you know, it's so funny because you be in here. I uh, I probably get to listen to get a chance to listen to your podcast like once every two or three weeks because I like get busy doing other stuff. Well, and I appreciate you closer. listening. I, it's so well, weird. It's because I agree with everything. Out in Facebook land, I have Facebook friends because of gastroparesis um, that are obviously going to be very conservative. You keep your friends close and you keep your enemies closer. <sighs> because I want to know what these people are thinking. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be clueless about what they're thinking, too. I like to know. But what are you going to do with that information? Um, When you are a negotiator and you say, this is what this side wants and this is what this side wants. Now, these are the items that both sides think are most important to them. Is there a way that we can either meet what both sides want, like their top three choices, or is there a way that we can find middle ground and come to an agreement that is agreeable to everyone. Both sides take some concessions, but some both sides also give some too. Did you hear the episode where we covered that Vox article about what Republicans and Democrats agree are big issues, agree and or I disagree? No, that's one of those articles where you're like, really, we're that far apart on stuff. Let oh, me yeah. see if I and can. And we were not that way at one time. It doesn't seem like it should be. It it feels like it's really like old and old fashioned mm-hmm. and antiquated to, for it to be this old understanding of well, where we met. The Pew Research Center polled ten thousand Americans a month before the two thousand eighteen midterms. So about a month and a half ago now. Mm-hmm. The survey found that when you break Americans out by political party, they often have totally different notions about what the biggest issues facing the country are. Mm -hmm. This is from Vox. The article is the biggest political problem in America explained in one chart. My friend Aaron sent this to our show earlier this, uh, this month, this year, earlier this last month. There, there's my words. So this survey found as far as topics of importance, the way racial and ethnic minorities are treated by the criminal justice system. Only 10% of Republicans thought that that was important. 71% of Democrats thought it was important. Oh, yeah. Climate change. 11% of Republicans thought that was important versus 72% of Democrats. Gun violence. 25% of Republicans thought it was an issue versus 81% of Democrats. The gap between the rich and poor. 22% of Republicans versus 77% of Democrats. Racism. 19% of Republicans thought that was an issue versus 63% of Democrats. The way immigrants who are in the country illegally are treated. 15% of Republicans thought that was an issue versus 57% of Democrats. Wages and the cost of living. 27% of Republicans thought that was important versus 67% of Democrats. Sexism. 12% of Republicans thought it was important. 50% of Democrats thought it was important. What do you think about any of those so Hold far? on. The sexism. 
Virginia this week? Was it their governor that said, oh gosh, women still don't have equal rights? Because it's got to be passed by 38 states. Look that one up. And they said, oh, we've got to pass this. According to NPR, Virginia yes. could be the state to give women equal rights nationwide. Yes, that is the article I read. Okay, let's listen to this for a minute. Oh, I did not listen to it. Yeah. Let's see. Thanks, NPR. Yeah, you know, as I said, women I read... Women are not guaranteed equal rights under the United States Constitution. I read it. Nearly 50 years ago, Congress passed an equal rights amendment trying to do that, but Congress needed 38 states to ratify it. Since then, there have only been 37 this week, a group of Republican and Democratic lawmakers is wrapping up a bus tour of Virginia, trying to build support for their state to be that 38th and final vote. Here's Whitney Evans of member station WCVE in Richmond. I didn't either. Over time, landmark court rulings and laws have allowed women to vote, make decisions about their reproductive health, and to some degree, receive equal pay for equal work. But Virginia delegate Jennifer Carroll Foy says laws can change and court rulings can be reversed. What we are talking about is giving those things teeth. Foy was speaking to a crowd at George Mason University last week during a 10-day bus tour and campaign to make Virginia the 38th and last state needed to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. We have been on the wrong side of history too long. We have fought against desegregation. We have fought against interracial marriage. We have fought against women's right to vote. Foy, a Democrat, is sponsoring the resolution in Virginia's upcoming legislative session. Are you with me? Last session, a group of primarily Democratic lawmakers tried to ratify the amendment, but it didn't even make it to a vote. Now, there's growing Republican support and more energy around the ratification than ever before. GOP State Senator Glenn Sturdivant is the Senate co-sponsor. Today, he closed out the Virginia campaign to ratify the ERA. He says this is no longer a partisan issue. We are the birthplace of the Bill of Rights, but we need to continue and make sure that we include this fundamental American value, which is equality of everyone before the law in the U.S. Constitution. Some legal experts say an equal rights amendment will give women a better chance at winning discrimination cases in court. Richmond attorney Patricia Wallace says it will also be easier to strike down questionable state laws, like one in North Carolina that says it's not legally rape if a woman agrees to have sex, then changes her mind. There are various little statutes around the country that do things like that where there's a disparate treatment of men and women. Wallace says it could also enshrine the Obama-era policy that allows women to be in active military combat. In Virginia, the Equal Rights Amendment has bipartisan support, but it's still a hard sell for some conservatives. They fear it's disguised as a vehicle to expand abortion rights and will force women to be drafted into the military. Our concern is that people don't understand what it actually does. Victoria Cobb is president of the conservative group Family Foundation of Virginia. We should be able to embrace a society that can have equal respect and dignity and pay for women without everything between men and women having to be the same. So my daughter should not have to be drafted into military combat to ensure that she can be paid equally. 
Proponents say Congress already has the authority to include women in the draft, should it be reinstated. The most prevalent argument against the ERA is a lot more logistic than ideological. The deadline to ratify the amendment passed decades ago. But supporters are confident Congress can extend or even rescind that deadline, which it did once already in the 1970s. But that's a fight for another day. Today, as many lawmakers tour the state, some Virginians are celebrating the possibility that the Commonwealth can once again make history. And they're basking in that increasingly rare phenomenon called common ground. For NPR News, I'm Whitney Evans in Richmond. Yeah, so there's that. When I saw that, it made me stop because I was like, what do you mean? So Tell me that we're still second class citizens? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah. well I mean we knew that but, you, but, I but mean, on paper. But, but, well, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I cannot believe my mom waited outside. Oh goodness. For 30 minutes for a turkey she won't even taste. What is your take on how to fix the world, Adriana? P.S. Mm. We're waiting for Lianica to get here. This is I Don't Care If You Listen, episode 16. I'm here at my friend Adriana's house. Lianica's supposed to come and join us. We've got kiddos playing next door and having some coffee and doing some chit-chatting. Adriana's listened to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I just posed a question to you and said, okay, here, fix the world, go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, honestly, I think (laughs) the fix to all of this is education. Mm. I think people being able to make their own choices, but educated choices. But unfortunately, there's been a backlash even against education. Yeah. But when somebody becomes educated about something and they become enlightened about something, and then they want to share those enlightened views, then I think if those enlightened views keep on getting shared, that yes, eventually maybe we can make change. I feel more positive seeing the diversity that was elected just two weeks ago, was it? Two and a mm-hmm. half? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and I can't remember everybody's name, but seeing the diversity in candidates gave me some positive um, reinforcement that change is occurring. Yeah, totally. That's exactly what it did for me. It um, felt good to see all those different faces. <laughs> and then religion... The church that I attended my entire life, and I still go back home to go attend, when Bernie Sanders came to Flint, this is the church he came to. Mm. When Flint was rallying over the conditions of their water, this was the church that was in the middle of it. Mm. And so I do see religion playing a really huge part, but maybe that's because I belong to United Church of Christ. They tend to be far more liberal leaning. <laughs> You're part of the podcast? Yeah. What are you Even saying? Even Chloe is. Even Chloe is. <laughs> Chloe, say hi. Hi. See, we're recording a podcast. I want to record. Hello. Hello. Nah. Auntie Leonica helps us. She's just not here yet, right? Yeah. When is her birthday? Who, Auntie Leonica's? No. March 5th. I was going to say, same day as mine. <laughs> oh. No, I don't. Thanks for being on the podcast. So I guess I just feel like churches, you know, I my background with churches, I grew up in a Hindu home, and I saw, we did a lot of um, Sikh traditions, and we did a lot of Hindu traditions, and 
my mom, she had a religious studies background, so I saw, you know, Zen Buddhist stuff, and I went to a Catholic school from fifth grade all the way through high school. I graduated from a Catholic school um, with a stint in California in between that. But um, I just feel like churches should pay taxes. They're businesses. They operate as such. The impact that religion has on everybody else day to day is a little much for me sometimes. Mm -hmm. But... I think it has always been, there's been a certain level of control that it provides oh, to yes. society. Mm -hmm. You know, a certain level of keeping things in order. I think part of the reason why I've still stuck around and still continue to visit Woodside in Flint is because I've seen this evolution of these people. All they want to do is help. Mm -hmm. Whoever will take And they it. want to help in the right way yeah that is the big one they're they're not doing it because it's going to help them themselves they're not doing it to buy fancy cars no you genuinely they're, know their hearts are good that is exactly Absolutely what you know it. to be true mm -hmm. it is a collection watched, of good hearts i watched their actions sure they were there for Flint. absolutely when you're out there for a cause and I mean we donated coats and mittens and hats See, but when and... you talk about Christianity mm -hmm. that to me is what Christianity is supposed, supposed to be supposed to be it That's is exactly all those it. things that Christianity is supposed to be but right. under the guise of Christianity well, there's look... all this other politic mm -hmm. that plays into this is how we should live our lives because of Christianity and it's like well hold on a second yeah wait 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 back who can up. say that uh, that Three million Hindus are wrong. Yeah. It, Who can um, say all of the, you know, Buddhists just, are wrong. We, you know, maybe we do separation learn. of church and state, just do it. Yeah. Like, just do it all the way. Don't, mm -hmm. like, tiptoe and, like, right. sometimes it's separation. Sometimes I want separation of church and state. I like yeah. having Christmas off. I, mm -hmm. I enjoy Christmas now that I got a Christmas Eve baby. Like, <laughs> I enjoy Christmas now. You know, I, yeah. I don't know. I just think that, there, that the separation of church and state thing is an illusion a mm -hmm. lot of times. It is. If you know anything about the... Michigan, several years back, and this has happened in other states, they passed a law saying every every morning students should say the pledge. They didn't mandate that students have to say the pledge because you, you have free speech. But they said every school's got to say the Pledge of Allegiance every day in school mm -hmm. or you're breaking some law. Now, I don't know who goes around and records. The Pledge of Allegiance, they... please. Right, exactly. But so when we started the whole Pledge of Allegiance, I found this cute little cardboard fold up that actually told the history of the Pledge of Allegiance. And it didn't originally have under God in it. There was genuinely a separation of church and state. Really? What version is that? So this, this is, is the new history. one. Okay, so the history of the Pledge of Allegiance mm -hmm. from 1892, written by an editor for the Youth's Companion magazine. The first version of the pledge was sent to schools nationwide. 12 million students recited it to honor the 400th anniversary of Columbus's voyage. Farce. Columbus's <laughs> voyage. But okay, whatever. Mm. Uh, the original version. I pledge allegiance to my flag and the republic for which it stands. One nation indivisible with liberty and justice for all. 1923. The first national flag conference in Washington, D.C. voted to change the words my flag to the flag of the United States of America. 
1924. The newly worded pledge was officially adopted on Flag Day, June 14th, 1924. Do you want to know a quick fact about June 14th? Fill me in. That's Christopher T. Bonjour's birthday. Oh. Do you know who else has that birthday? Mm -mm. Donald Trump. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 1942, for the first time, Congress officially recognized the pledge and established the current practice of saying the pledge with the right hand held over the heart. In 1943, the Supreme Court ruled that public school students could not be forced to recite the pledge. In 1945, the pledge's official name, the Pledge of Allegiance, was adopted. In 1954, the pledge was again amended by the addition of the words under God in a joint resolution by Congress. They used to talk about this stuff, huh? Wow. Mm -hmm. um, when and that was in 1954. Mm -hmm. So when that, reciting the Pledge of Allegiance... Which is communism time. So this thing says at the end of this, when reciting the Pledge of Allegiance, stand at attention or with your right hand over your heart, remove your hat. And as I said, I remember there being a time when we just didn't do it. It wasn't something that you... It wasn't a big deal that we didn't say the pledge law in Michigan. Schools must say the pledge every day. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. say I don't remember pledge. ever saying it. Oh, yeah. It went I mean, I remember fashion. in like fourth grade, but after fourth yeah. grade, I don't remember. Maybe yeah. in fifth or sixth, mm -hmm. but yeah. I don't really remember yeah. it past there. That's exactly right. If you are 100% correct, you know, it just, it kind of petered off. Well, it ended up, I don't know how many years ago it's been, like maybe six years or so. So, so she has to say it at school, huh? But she doesn't have to she does she choose to at this well, yeah. point well, yeah. you know she's, well, yeah. she's five years six years old now so. yeah totally yeah yeah exactly but i mean yeah and i was like well you should know about the history of the pledge that yeah it was not oh as i said that that separation of and, and who said that i mean it's congress congress what how is that separation of church and state decided to put under God in there. Uh-huh. They're interesting. That but Congress you were going people. through a Cold War at that time. and, and But clearly the Russians aren't a problem. We like them. They're our friends. <laughs> yeah, but you remember before Berlin, the, before the Berlin I Wall? I totally remember. I went the there in Berlin 1987. Wall? I went to mm -hmm. Russia in 1987, and people were a little bit like, oh, be safe, because it was a little sketchy, you know, mm -hmm. going there in 1987. But we went, mm -hmm. and we danced, and it was good, and it was fun, but... This whole, you know, not being pissed off that he's kowtowing to Vladimir Putin is beyond me. I don't understand it. I don't understand how people who are so patriotic, you know, and had such an issue just a few years ago, as I recall, now are like, do 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 Hey, beautiful day. Let's shop on Amazon. Here we go. Mind-boggling to me. And the one thing I do is I protect her from politics. Every once in a while, we say something like, idiot. And oh, I do yeah. not put president and his name. Usually I just say our president and leave it at that. And Until last year when he studied President's Day at school, Chetan thought that Barack Obama was the president. And then somebody <laughs> told him about Donald Trump last year at, on President's Day. And I was like, oh, not my baby's poor ears. I try and shield him from what I can, but then, mm -hmm. I mean, there's certain stuff I can't really... Right. I'm not going to go out of my way to shield him from the president who is everywhere when the president is saying and doing awful things. Like, I have to make it clear that I do not approve of that behavior. It's not acceptable, and he better not behave like that. Well, I 
like so many others, thought that maybe we had found a kinder, gentler nation for eight years. And uh, I'm saddened by it. So the former district I worked at, my phone number was still part of their emergency alert system. Okay. And I get an alert that they have like an active lockdown. The kids go into into hiding mode and protection mode. And you know, I'm sitting at my desk at home nice and safe. But I'm aware that they are in an honest to goodness because there is a kid who has threatened to shoot up the school and he is someplace around this school area. And mind you, it's a complex, not a, you know, not our old fashioned schools were all over the place. No, this is all in, you know, like all of the schools are in this area. And I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, there's people there that I know. I used to work there and I am like, my heart is pounding. And you know, it was right then and there, I was glad to be home. When did teaching get so dangerous? The guy who went and shot up the hospital, got 30 bullets out and somehow only managed to kill three people. This shouldn't be happening at all. <laughs> this shouldn't so be I saw a meme about, oh, you've got all these people out hunting in the forest and look, no mass shootings. You know, look, it's all about oh, the person God. holding the gun, not the gun itself. And it's like, you know, I get that people want to have toys. I understand. Mm -hmm. This whole idea that people do not need to be vetted and background checked and some version of make sure they're not batshit crazy before you sell them an, an assault yeah. rifle. So... A 67-year-old Lansing man is believed to have been shot and killed Friday night while hunting deer in Clinton County, Township Police said in a news release. The death remains under the investigation by police and the State Department of Natural Resources. The county's Central Dispatch Office received a cardiac arrest, respiratory arrest call. Preliminary investigation by police revealed the victim was hunting on public land while wearing orange clothing and appeared to have been shot by another person. It's really not crazy. Do you think you're going to catch the guy who shot this guy while hunting? No. They're out there shooting at things that move. Exactly. That's and, pretty good ratios, I guess you could say. For mm -hmm. the number of bullets that are out there flying, I guess you could say yeah. that's pretty good numbers. Mm -hmm. Up in um, the UP, a 13-year-old was uh, supposedly loading his uh, shotgun to go back out sh um, hunting and accidentally shot, um, I think it was a 16-year-old, in the back. And the 14-year-old had to call 911. And, and yeah, and the thing is, is hunting is such a, that's part of the, tradition in the UP. I mean, I understand this because my husband used to hunt. I mean, I get that it's always been and always has. All I'm saying is make it harder to get the guns yeah. so that you vet the quality. Well, it's the guns that they're the using. Well, yeah. It's the guns they Tell are using. The AR what do you mean? It's crazy what guns are capable of. And there's always been gun violence. Come on, look, the wild, wild west was built upon gun violence. And yet the government is cannot fund 
gun violence studies. Gun violence studies well, have to be privately to funded. So the doctors that recently said, right. you know, they told the doctors to stay in their lane mm-hmm. about guns, and doctors right. are like, no, we're mm-hmm. seeing so many gunshot victims that we would like to declare this a public health crisis, and mm-hmm. you're not, they're not allowing that to happen, and that's, the NRA's just got the, the, all the right people in their pockets, or they have for this long, I don't know. I just thought all this stuff was dealt with. I didn't think that our generation was going to have to come back to this and deal with this yep. stuff all over again. But here we are. Mm-hmm. Clear and present danger. Yeah. That's exactly. That with is. some people that are kind of after the wrong. It looks like the wrong things. They, they have the wrong. I don't know. It doesn't seem like they have the general public's best interest at heart. And then mm-hmm. the most disheartening thing is watching people vote and uh, act against their best interest. Yes. When you work against your best interests, mm-hmm. they don't understand it. Why do you want to vote in people that didn't support the Health Care Act in the first place? But you use that Health Care Act every single day. That is one of those things that I still to this day will not understand. Is knowing people that were chronically ill used the Health Care Act to their advantage because they could not be turned down for pre-existing conditions and they go and vote vote for 45. Yeah, which I don't get. Right. And <laughs> that's what I just, like, I just don't so understand. So do, what do you think it'll take? A big group that caught a lot of flack white women, what they have and haven't been able to step up to the plate and, you know take charge. There's a lot of white women who support, I mean, they came out in droves for Trump. Oh, God. That demographic, the one that is like the white female, Trump supporting, he is God, everything. What's it going to take? Like, in your opinion, what was it going to take for that person to be like, you've got to get him out of there? I don't know what's going to change those people because they haven't changed their minds yet. Yet. Yep, that's what I said. As I said, the ones that changed their minds, they changed their minds you know, months after the election, it seemed like. Yeah. I mean, and then you've got plateaued this, out. And then that's exactly it. Are we being <laughs> safe, friends? I just grabbed a flashlight because that spare bedroom stock. Oh, okay. Go get a flashlight. <laughs> She's so cute. I'm a witch. You are a witch. I like your hat. I think at this age, the majority of kids, that that kid-like essence that just makes most kids just cute. Because you don't want... they. Well, that's why your motherly instincts extend past your own child. Absolutely. You see your friend's children. Which you and, also see your child and every other right, child. Right. That's Absolutely. exactly it. Which is why I think the whole idea, not to get back to politics per se, but it's just the way that you're going to see policy change is if more women become active in those yes. roles. Because mm-hmm. there's a different vantage point when it comes to mm-hmm. being a woman. Whether you're a, a, a biological mother or not a biological mother. But I see, I do see like hope in Europe where they have more and more leaders. The the uh, president of New Zealand, who like got elected and had a baby. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, totally. I'm, yeah. You're seeing more and more of that. Where yeah. you're, you know, they're kind of like that's their version of resistance is mm-hmm. you know taking their child with them. There was one woman who was running for office. I saw a picture going viral about her um, kid underneath the podium as she was Around getting her acceptance. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that child's ever going to forget that moment? No, it was the best moment. 
Yeah. That's a cute moment. That child is now part of history because oh, I, there's so many of us that will remember that image, yeah. uh, that very powerful image of the young the young girl staring up at Michelle Obama's That's portrait. Right. Yeah. To this, like, you will, right at this moment, just see me get so choked up because yeah. in my head I can see that every time I mention it. And I see hope. Yeah. That little girl sees the woman that she can go into. That's the thing. Representation is huge. You know, like, what did I do with my coffee? Okay, honey. Good job. Representation is huge. Being able to I mean, see. Honestly, you see, I, I really, I'm getting teary-eyed teary over that. Um, in having married a white American man, mm -hmm. I there's certain parts of being an Indian woman that he'll never understand, right? Like there's just right. certain parts, just like if I was just, if I was just a woman, there would be X number, but being an Indian woman, there is mm -hmm. X, X number. Yes, sweetie. Guys, I want to tell you something. Please do. She said draw on the board with the marker that I had in the marker bin, so I was trying to erase it with the wet washcloth. And won't wash? Okay. Can you give me a moment? And Can I, I will get this? rubbing alcohol. You Can may if you'd this? like. Thanks. So, you know, there's just some things he'll never get, right? Mm -mm. But when we go out, when we're out in public, mm -hmm. I always feel like I make a little bit of a mental note of the mix of crowd around me. You know, like, I always kind of just recognize, like, how many people of color are there? Mm -hmm. Like, women to men. Like, it's just like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's... My undergraduate degree is in sociology. I just like people counting, maybe. I don't know what it is, right? Mm -hmm. Frequently in Florida, I feel like the environment I'm in is very white. It just happens to be where we live. Geographically, it's where we are. And I always notice it. And he's always like, Shalini, how do you even pay attention to this? He's like, I never even recognized that. It's like, yeah, but you're not wired to recognize that. Right. That's not where your right. headspace would He's ever be. have been, quote, part of the majority. And most women in their lifetime have experienced some form of discrimination, some form of assault, or some form where... Of being uncomfortable. Of being a second-class citizen, yeah. or not even being a second-class citizen, but being property. Most men can't even fathom... fathom. We continue to see this white privilege occurring, and and there are the fact that there are people that don't see anything wrong with it is what is so freaking terrifying. Mm -hmm. Every generation is supposed to learn from the previous generation, so we don't make these mistakes again. That's why we t study history. We can't have two glorious items. Come on. I don't mean, make us go through two. We got one chance at this. Right. But women have been fighting for really equal rights since the 19th century. And not just on this continent, but all over the world. Mm -hmm. And there's still countries that women are property and a cow is more valuable. She is only valuable for her uterus and yeah. her vagina. And that's yeah. it. I At least I feel like my daughter understands that being a woman means that you can do what you want to as a woman that she's growing up in an age that women are getting less and less afraid of speaking up 
I really like seeing that. Yeah, as a mother of a daughter, I can only imagine that that's got to be refreshing, especially considering what our generation has seen. Mm -hmm. As a mother of sons, like... You want your makes, son to grow up exactly. to be the right kind around of women, man. Yeah, and around women who are going to speak their minds and tell mm -hmm. you what they think, because yeah. he should. that's what you should see and experience all the mm -hmm. time. Yeah. I don't ever want her to lose that feeling that she... Anything is possible. Right. Exactly. Stop. Sir, can I help you? Yes. What's your business today at the White House? Um, hello. I have a, a tour of the of the White House. I'm a, you have a driver's license. Any identification, please? Uh, yes, I, I do. I, um... I notice you're sweating from your brow. Well, it's just a warm day. Okay, Mr. ID, please. Yeah, I, I, I think I might be in the wrong place. I, it's just a tour. I'm on a break. I host a TV show, the, uh, the Late Late Show, probably. Presumed... Cut the engine off, please. Oh, wow. Okay. Right, do you know what? I'm just gonna... I'm in the wrong place. I'll back up. If you give me my license... Sir, I'm do gonna... not back up. Well, I'm, I'm do in not the back up, I'm sir. In the ro... okay. right, when you put the car in drive, mm. pull off to the right up there, please. And I'll give you further instructions once we get up there. Oh, my God. I should not do touristy things. I should not do touristy things. Hey, there. I hear you're here for a 145 tour and uh, have a little time on my hands. So, you want to go for a spin? Well, I... Yes. You're going to do the 145 yeah, tour? of course. I mean, you're a special guest, and I had a few minutes, so... This is crazy. Okay, well, let's... Take a spin then. Sure. Well, I really is, wasn't expecting this. This is the White House, and we're passing the Rose Garden, as you see here. Yeah. This is the Oval Office. <gasps> My husband is in there somewhere. Is he in there right I, now? He better be. That's where he said he was. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if we listen to some music? I rarely get to listen to music in the car. Sure. Well, what? I mean, let's see. What you got? I don't know. Let's see what we've got. Crank it up. Oh. Oh. Stevie. Oh. No way. Did you know that Stevie oh, Wonder is my favorite? He's the best. Like a fool, I went and stayed too long. You've, you've launched a Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. What made you want to launch... What made you want to get on the old Snapchats? Well, we're doing a really important trip to Liberia, Morocco, and Spain uh -huh. to highlight my initiative uh, called Let Girls Learn. Yeah. Um, and we're really focusing on trying to get girls around the world educated. Right now, there's 62 million girls worldwide that aren't in school for a variety of different reasons. Mm -hmm. So much could be corrected in the world if girls were educated and had power over their lives. Yeah. My message to kids here is don't take your education for granted because there are girls around the world who would die to get the education that we have. They Absolutely. would do anything. They would move mountains to make it happen. So I want our girls and our boys here to be aware of it. So I want them to come along on this trip with me. And Snapchat was a good way to kind of hook them in. Does the president use it? Does he use it to, like... Because I think it would be interesting if he's, like trying to defuse maybe a situation with Joe Biden or whatever, and he's like, I know what'll make Joe laugh. I'll send him, like, the rainbow vomit. 
And then he's sending back, like, the piggy face. With the flowers on. Or when he endorsed, when he endorsed <laughs> Hillary Clinton, he's like, they I know, they just do the face swap. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it might be quite you know, a nice way... I think I may be the test case, yeah, you know? Yeah, it might be a good way to bring down right, barriers right. between politicians. Got a good opening, this. Uh, good stabs. This is my song. This is it. This is for my girls all around the world. Stand up, put your head up, don't take nothing from nobody. This is for my girls. Stand up and be heard. This is for my ladies. I mean, as much as I can, I try to find commonalities and strengths around people. It's like you said, you, you want to hear what those people have to say. You have to stay friends with those people who have the opposite opinion because you want to hear what they have to say. I, I only have one or two people that I know, quote, in a face-to-face -face sense that I know are, quote, conservative Republicans. One, I understand completely why he is. And the other one, I can't understand why you, she When you is. say you understand why they are, what does that mean? Despite everything still supporting Trump, I, I, is when I say. Well, or just being a conservative, like a Republican I, conservative, I, is different than being a Trump supporter. Once again, Don't you think? It's a, as I said, the, the one person is, quote, a white male. Yeah. So as I said, I conceded understanding why that person would be a, uh, would feel that that candidate was better for You him do? To you get that? I don't want to, but I know you why. Get that? I mean, but he, well, it an educated me. logical it person can look at that and still say, okay. It disappoints okay. me. It disappoints me because but I still don't get how that could have ever made sense to anybody. Well, and the, this is the he hard would, thing. He, he is he's an awful when human. People, when when people are quote so loving to their wife, so loving to their daughters, but can look at this man and just kind of just let it fall off to the side I that I can't the fact that he continues to get away with lying every day yeah, but, I mean he'll keep getting away with it as long as people are okay with and that he believes that, that every lie that comes out of his mouth is truth and the fact that it just it scares me that somebody can believe that they can just say whatever and it will become truth when you say that you understand how somebody is a supporter of him, I guess that's where I get stuck. No, I understand. understand. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I understand why they're a Republican. I didn't yeah, say okay, I understood yeah. why. Yeah, I, that so that's they, why I, I have to differentiate yeah. because a Republican yeah, there's is one a, thing. Yeah, I should say, I did, I and I did say, I understood why they were a Republican. Republican is one thing. I yeah. definitely see people who come from different backgrounds yeah. have different this, that, and the mm -hmm. other. But he's just a trashy, trashy mm -hmm. human being. Oh, yeah. So supporting mm -hmm. him to me doesn't necessarily isn't synonymous with mm -hmm. Republican. At yeah. least it doesn't feel like it should be. The people I grew up with and knew as Republicans are still, I always thought, decent people. They would feed mm -hmm. a starving child. 
Whereas mm-hmm. supporters of him, I, I don't feel like he would feed a starving child at his doorstep. So I don't feel like his supporters would either, which means that there's a lot of shitty people out there. I didn't realize there were so many shitty people. But there's so many fundamentalist Christians that are supportive of him. And I go... Because they just hang on that he is pro pro-life. I mean, you can look... But, yeah, that's the other thing. I don't get the pro-life argument. That's another issue I have with religion, is I don't get that whole pro-life thing. I can't wrap my head Once around again, that. Once again, you see remember where I grew up I grew up on the opposite end of the religion spectrum where you women have a right to control their own bodies Mm -hmm. and that decision is between a woman and her doctor and no one else and that's it and that's it and if anybody has to carry a burden it's that woman and let her carry it that's her destiny to carry it you say that you know she's going to suffer for it then let her suffer with free free will that's what we're given right all I can say is it's a decision made between a woman and her doctor. Yeah. And I have no right. Po- that's why we have, we. that's why there's patient, doctor-patient confidentiality. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they've taken it so far the other direction that if you but miscarried. How do you call yourself a Christian as far as the whole pro-life thing when you're down to starve them once they are right exactly how does that work you don't want a woman to you don't want a woman to have an abortion but you also don't want to raise that child after they're not aborted right that is always one of my biggest Mm -hmm. conundrums with the whole and i think that so many Mm -hmm. people rest strictly on that single solitary line of pro-life pro-choice and that is the only way they vote that is yeah. all they consider. Is you that. are right. There are. There, and that's super sad that because direction. there's a bigger conversation than black and white. Anyone who says that miscarriage is brought on by the, the, the fact that there are some states now that if you miscarry, it's possible that you could be charged with murder of your own child. You know, so. I saw this earlier today. Ohio considers total ban on abortion and death penalty for women found guilty? No, that's not what you were saying. No. You were saying something different. Something about a woman could be charged with murder if she miscarried. I'm just going to look at miscarriage laws. Yeah, miscarriage laws. Um, My mom voted for Roe versus Wade. You know, she just wanted women not to die and that's it. That's it. You know, unsafe, unsanitary conditions. Amendment 2 could affect women who miscarry. One day ago, Texas appeals fetal burial ruling to Fifth Circuit, the Houston Chronicle. Texas appeals fetal burial ruling to Fifth Circuit. This says, and this was from um, November 19th, so this is just the day before yesterday. Uh, Austin... Uh, Texas on Monday appealed a lower court's rejection of a law requiring fetal and embryonic tissue from most failed pregnancies be buried, arguing the topic deserves a thorough discussion of abortion precedent set by the U.S. Supreme Court. Under Attorney General Ken Paxton, Texas argued U.S. District Judge David Ezra erred when he failed to place the burden of proof on abortion providers who did not attempt to comply with the 2017 law, or find a vendor to handle the remains. Multiple I think courts... at one point the um, aborted fetuses were considered medical waste and that they wanted aborted fetuses to be treated in a human 
This is how manner. They, and they I, want them to be treated in a human manner. And meanwhile, they want to put razor blades up at the border to cut people trying to come over mm-hmm. for asylum. Give me a Mickey Ficky break. Well, and what so, you will oh, hear shit. is they'll be like, well, they crossed over several countries' borders. They're supposed to ask for asylum at the first country they come to. Well, what if the first country you come to has just as much strife going on as your own country? Because God knows Mexico's not doing any better. They're coming here for a reason. Put them this country process. was built upon immigrants. And I, that's the sad. Part. And you want, and the thing is, is Native Americans have every right to say, "Mm-hmm, get out, beaches." You, they don't you have the power to. No, they don't. Unfortunately, I mean, what? Where would you go? Look, I don't know if watching Walking Dead is good for me because I do see <laughs> still love the show. The though. world headed in some strange apocalyptic mm-hmm. order. I feel bad. I hope that it, I'm wrong. I hope that we're going into like a really great age of technology and amazing things will happen for our children or generations after them. Mm-hmm. But I also would not be surprised based on what I'm seeing if you know. Yeah, well, I don't want to put it out there, but I. I this isn't funny. No. When people look at me, my friends that live in the metro area look at me and they're like, oh, if shit went down, we'd be at your house. Yeah. And that's it. And I'm like, really? And they're like, well, you've got land. Has more than one person said that to you? Oh, yeah. If shit went down, I we Joe and I have actually said if shit went down, I guess we would let people know where they can find a key because we wouldn't stay here. We would be gone, too, but we would go. We would go north. What would it, I, so my version of, like, if I'm just, like, doing some version of, like, a make-your-own comic book or movie storyline, I feel like there's going to be some attack or some electrical grid. Mm-hmm. Well, we experienced that back in 2002 when the East Coast, or was it 2003? Was that the Russians? Was there ever no, any that claim was that, just, that was the they Russians? Had a it was such a hot summer. Was it the, they, was they, it the Russians messing up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, they... They literally pour, pulled too much power from the power grid, and it blew, like, and it blew. And, you know, this is... I a feel fun. bad for the future. I'm sorry. We really did not plan on this happening. I just yeah. did not think that my generation needed to be in protests and marches <laughs> and fixing shit. We well, thought we were when really I saw done. the Berlin Wall fall... You thought we were good? I thought we were like, yeah! You know, we when were all Clinton like, was oh president, God, you could yeah. get jobs. I was getting jobs yeah. just like thrown at me, like here. And, blah, 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 blah. and we were all joking, like, "Hey, why are they going after Clinton for a blowjob?" Right. Hold on. Are we <laughs> hold on? But I remember saying, the "Guy, I only got a blowjob." I mean, come on. What are we? I did not want to know. I just assumed that yeah. stuff happened there. Right. But I didn't want to know the details. I was right. like, it just it was par for the course. There's lots mm-hmm. of people. It's like a like an NBA player or an NFL player or a rock star. Like maybe his wife's okay with, and they've got mm-hmm. worked them out between them. Right. Let them figure mm-hmm. that out. Right. Not my business. Yes. You yeah, know? And, it, and it became everybody's business. Yeah, that was not my business. Just like, I don't really want to know about Donald Trump's sex life either. Not interested. Like, I could care less about the whole Toad thing. I could care less about Stormy, whatever her name. Mm-hmm. Like, God bless you. I'm not into it. I don't want to know about his encounters. And I've heard way too much. And his children are just way too much proof of I've all the I've seen way too much of his wife. Ugh. She's a beautiful woman. But it's like, come on, people. You she know, did that when she was young. But she's also not as innocent as people make no. her out to be. They put mm-hmm. her on this, like, little, no. like, oh, poor Melania. Oh, she's not that. No. No. Not when you're running in those circles. No. And you stay in those circles. And her, and her parents just became citizens. She knew mm-hmm. what she was doing. Leonica said she was on her way. 419. It's 450. I don't know where she was. Well, this would be Wednesday, 
beginning of rush hour, so. <laughs> yeah, it's true. She's coming from Lansing. Well, you or Grand Rapids. Get, oh, if she's coming from Grand Rapids, then she's got like an hour and 20 minutes probably. I think so. Rush to get and drive, but where are you at? This is I Don't Care If You Listen Podcast. My mom, Johnny, and my auntie, Leonica. This is episode... 16. 16. When I heard... I didn't know that you had gone through the shooting at the bar. I was listening to the one podcast, and I, I only got to listen to part, but, like... I was like walking back and forth across the house when I was listening to that. And I was like, what? And I like literally backpedaled myself. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're back here. I don't care if you listen. Leonica's here. Hello. Welcome to episode 16. We are in Michigan kicking it um, together. Face to face. in person <laughs> with our dearest friend, Adriana. We're so happy that you were able to allow us to come together with you here it was it was my pleasure to be able to i miss seeing everyone Uh, (laughs) i really do my birthday twin i know (laughs) that's something we always have that one bond (laughs) how do we manage that in our world your husband yeah my husband (laughs) my husband he's that glue hi chris okay um so we got together we're here we were talking about the shooting that leonica and i witnessed i guess we're in a bar in albion and somebody came in and and adriana was just mentioning that she heard that on a previous episode we've been hanging and talking about topics guns obviously the conversation comes down to this Background check versus not background check. I was telling Adriana earlier that I saw a meme on Facebook, somebody saying, look, there's all these hunters out in the woods hunting and not one mass shooting. You know, why do we care? <laughs> what? It's not about the, the, the guns. It's about the people holding the guns. But how many hunters have already been shot? And this one guy hung himself upside down from the tree, and luckily he didn't lose his cell phone, so he was able to call for help because he was out there by himself. Mm-hmm. So he's hanging upside down and was able to get his cell phone out and he, he was rescued, but... What does that have to do with the gun? <laughs> Nothing is funny. <laughs> <laughs> it happened because of hunting season. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and he could have been dead if that gun would have went off. Yeah, I mean, I just... Well, people have shot themselves up in the tree oh, stand yeah. and killed themselves, and then there's been a few people who have accidentally moved or shifted mm. and shoot yourself in the thigh or the foot or something like that. I have no problem with people having guns as far as, like, for hunting, for sport, etc. I have issues with assault rifles, and I have issues with people not being checked to find out if they are mentally even vaguely stable enough to hold a killing machine. But the fact that people are dying while hunting... Is an issue, too. ...should support the fact that guns do kill people. Well, we had that whole conversation about them telling the NRA telling doctors to stay in their lane because doctors wanted to deem gun violence a national crisis or it a health is. epidemic they or, should. you know, or a health, you know, public health risk. Yeah. Like, seriously. Where they're clean and now their response, a lot of the response from doctors is, is like, we see so much gun violence day to day that we would be idiots to not address it. Right. 
I'm sure it's traumatizing for them to even hear like the story that you heard on our podcast to hear mm-hmm. that we experienced that was like in Albion. <laughs> oh yeah, in Albion. In Albion. I mean, I take my kid to the children's museum in Albion. I mean, so I thought, yeah, they have a children's museum. Go to Albion. <laughs> It was crazy because that was definitely one of those times in my life where I was like, is this how I'm going to go? Like, is and this that's how, how you go? look, too. We had to grab her hands and run because yeah. she was kind of like, what? Is this how it's going to be? Well, yeah, that was crazy. That was a nice experience. And she ran the right way. She ran out the door. I ran into the yard and it was like one way in the yard and one way out the yard. So I was kind of trapped. There were trees and stuff, so I started hiding behind the trees, behind a group of girls that wasn't with me. So, <laughs> and I met a stranger named Jesse Culliver, and he Aww. like he recently passed away. That's why it, it's kind of sad. But yeah, like he, I didn't know him. He was a stranger. I just happened to run out in the courtyard thing, and there was like a big barbecue grill thing. And he was like, "Stay down, stay down." And I like got up to come get you guys, and he was like, "No, stay down." And he literally took his jacket and put his jacket over me, and we like huddled while the dude like came out looking for who he was looking for, and then, and that was the night we met Jesse, and he came and hung out, and we all hung out, and that was the night we met him, and he became a lifelong friend until he passed recently. Yeah, right, crazy time. Yeah, rest in peace, Jess. Wow, a lot of people I don't think understand how close of a call we go through day to day. Being at a football game, being at a church, a synagogue, a movie theater, wherever you might be, you're going through some version of somebody else's lack or need for coping help. This weekend, the hospital. Oh, yeah. In Chicago. Somehow I feel that that only three people got healed. 30 rounds were released and only three people were killed. I mean... Yeah. There have been all, but it shouldn't be happening. And was it really over a relationship? I don't know. That right now is, it seems to be like what they're sticking with, that there was something domestic violent, domestic related. Yeah, his, um, he was dating a doctor that worked there, and she was one of the people who he killed. Here we go back to this whole conversation of, and then they shoot themselves. So the cowards not only go and take out people who had everything, like, in the world going for them, but then they take themselves out Just so they don't even get to gloat selfish. about it. Just like, what is it's, that? It's- Access to guns in general is kind of crazy. Let's just say that the access oh, that in general, getting your hands on guns is pretty easy. Oh, it is. Let's just, yeah, you know, like, that's just, it it's just, it's, it's mm-hmm. so easy. I feel like I should put makeup Ooh, and refresh up and, and so we can take pictures. Yeah. <laughs> we're I'll never together in the on. same place. <laughs> so we we're like, we should probably like do a few little selfie cheeses. <laughs> we, can, we can. We can do that after you call yeah, yeah, we gotta Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, we went from gun violence to oh, selfies. That's but, what that's what this does You know, for that's me. what that's <laughs> but you know something I think that's something with being a woman there. We're diverse people, and not only do we want to be intelligent, but every once in a while, it's nice to feel good about yourself. Yes. And it's nice to be able to make visual memories like selfies and such. I so rarely take selfies. The only time I do, it's with Chloe. I will not take selfies of myself for some reason. But when I take them with, with Chloe, I love them. 
So it's okay if the only people I take selfies it's, with are my friends or my daughter. It's because people say it's self, it's vain to. But artists have been painting themselves for um, how many hundreds of years? I mean, when you were an artist in the Renaissance time, if you didn't have the money to be able to pay for a model, well, then you painted yourself so you could practice your skills. They had near reflective surfaces back then, so you could see what you look like. And so do you call all those artists who painted themselves? I mean, Rembrandt. Oh my gosh, Rembrandt, he like painted like 182 self-portraits. Did he, he really? From like, like all the way up till he died. Like he painted prolifically pictures of himself. So was he vain? <laughs> he didn't have a printer. It's not like he had printing where he could actually press a few buttons and go. He mm -hmm. had to figure it out. Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah. Oh, because really that's the most non-evasive subject that you have is yourself. Mm -hmm. And people try to shame you for looking at yourself and enjoying yourself. I really don't care, but... Hold on. Say it. So people have said to you personally... Right oh, about yeah. you taking your own selfies oh, and putting. Oh yeah, I'm called bang. Who? My what? son is called bang. You know something? I think a lot of teenagers go through that stage, though. I think it's natural. And he, and he need he he needs it a little bit to build his confidence. So, but yeah, he's I always like, "Will you take my pictures, mom? Mom, will you take my picture? Mm. Picture ready?" Like, and his hair right now, he is so focused on his hair. He's a product junkie. Every time I turn up, well, he wakes he us up from. at 5.30 in the morning talking about some mom, what can I use for my hair? Where does he get it from? I mean, she you've been a product junkie since I've known you. I know, right? Especially yeah. with hair stuff. But you gotta be. I mean, you get the new stuff on the market, and you don't get as much of a variety as I think a lot of... Everybody says that, though. I think I'm remembered for having all the hair yeah. products and styling tools, even back when I was a little girl. You know what I think is interesting, though? As a little kid, it wasn't good for me to have straight hair. But as a kid, it wasn't good for you to have curly hair. Ain't that a, yeah, that's horrible. Neither one of us could have <laughs> our hair. You had to go through straightening. I had to go had to through, through perms. Yeah. And we both walked out of there with the stinkiest ass hair. And burnt scouts. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. And you know, when you decided yep. to go natural, I was, I'm telling you, I was like your biggest fan in the background. Going, oh, thank yeah. you. That's awesome. I mean, because, you know, society told both of us that what we had wasn't right. right. <laughs> that we had to conform. Our hair. Our head. Like, yeah. Yep. Boom. Our hair doesn't make who we are. Isn't but that God the truth? darn us, let's just be natural about and it. And enjoy it. Right. Oh Instead God. of all those chemicals that are yeah. carcinogenic and... I don't miss stinky I, I, hair. No. I gotta tell you, not coloring my hair has been one of the most liberating experiences of my life. Your hair is and your hair is beautiful. Thanks. What's wrong but with I it? stopped. Like, I got to Somebody the point where asked I just me couldn't... if you colored your hair. 
Really? Yeah. Well, because the silver gray is the new hair it color. Is. And it's, it's really pretty. I, I yeah. washed it this morning. It's still wet from this morning. So it's like literally, I want to get it cut well, it's again. It's always been super thick. But see, it's weird because there's still black hair growing right here, which makes me think like I still have some black hair you coming do. in, which is weird. But I definitely think that the whole stopping the chemicals and, and like kind of resisting this whole I have to look a certain right. way bullshit. Right. I am just starting to be okay with my body. And I've had the same body since I was 17. I went down 50 pounds at one time right. when I was on medical weight loss. Right. But after that, I've always been the same size. And I think that whole, I hope I'm right about this whole not putting chemicals in your body thing. Mm -hmm. I do tend to stay away from doctors too. Because they just will tell you some shit to make you take some medicine. You have to but. really trust your doctor. <laughs> I your, don't your really personal trust doctors physician. in my life right now. I mean, I, I, love I my have, dad, but. I have two doctors I trust. But there's only one that I genuinely trust 100 percent of the time. And right now he is fighting in the courts because they're claiming he overprescribed painkillers. Oh boy. Oh. And I, you know something? I have been with him since almost the day he opened his private practice. And this has been a man who always had enough time to sit and listen and talk. Do I think he ever overprescribed? No, I don't. I, I think he's compassionate. I think he listens to people and says, hey, let's try this. Because that's what he did with me. You it's know? It's been really hard with that, with the opiate epidemic and mm -hmm. people dying. So many people are dying right now from opiate mm. abuse. So it, it is interesting how they're trying to make examples out of certain doctors, but pharmaceutical companies own the government. Believe you me, believe anyone in the world. Pharmaceutical right. companies have a straight up payroll when it comes to the U.S. government. So. And the doctors have a guideline. They have the doctors, too, because the doctors have a guideline to give them, okay, if you're diagnosed mm -hmm. with this, you you prescribe this type of medication, that type of medication, and that type of medication, regardless of whether or not they have this, you have this type of ailment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the kickbacks are, are real. I've seen it. I worked in a law firm where we did a key time litigation where there were whistleblowers inside the company saying this is what we are doing to pay off these doctors to prescribe these medications. I saw it with my own eyes. Oh, client. yeah. Oh, I know. And then they, they, oh, they charm you with good gifts and great food. Trips. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. It's, it's it. crazy. Like, we um had a medical doctor come in to buy our job, well, pharmaceutical rep come into our job to talk about um, Vyvanse when it first came out. And they just had this huge spread of for course. us. And it, it was great for a little 30-minute presentation, but the food was, like, absolutely delicious. And I'm like, man, if we had a budget <laughs> like this... I could sell uh, some people on some shit, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd make you do what I want if I gave you food on, and fed you and treated you like a king, too. But it's crazy as hell, because, like, when I got diabetes, diagnosed diabetes they're like okay you need high blood pressure medicine and you need um cholesterol medication too and i'm like well, my cholesterol is not really high and i don't have high blood pressure but then she tried to say okay you're going to use the heart medicine for a diuretic because the diabetic medicine works in your kidney right it's one big chain mickey ficky reaction and that's last what the, week i call there, a chain reaction and last week there was a recall on this blood pressure medicine was. saying that there is a carcinogenic in it yeah but it's only this one batch <clears throat> 
Well, why is it in there in the first so place? When and I, it's rocket fuel. It's some kind of ingredient that they use in rocket when fuel. When I found out that I had the thing in my boob, mm-hmm. she told me it was. It could have possibly been a result. How long have you been on birth control? Oh, since I was about 15. Oh, yeah, they found that long-term use of birth control basically guarantees breast cancer stuff. It really? Does. Thanks, motherfuckers. Nobody could call and be like, hey, bitch, stop filling your prescription. Right. Nobody could say that. Nobody could pick up the phone and, and say, no stop. no matter what, they're still using the same hormones and the different, <clears throat> med- different types and methods mm-hmm. of birth control, so... If you're on the Depo-Provera shot, or if you took the pill, same you thing. still have the same effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all messed up. Yeah. Well, it's one big game. It's and one yeah, you big think they should tell people. Why haven't they told people about because that? Because there is money to be had for prescribing mm-hmm. these birth control pills because they throw nice parties and feed you good food. But I believe in a balance of homeopathic and... Yeah. But you have to, to a certain degree, science. like you believe in yeah. science and you believe mm-hmm. we've gotten to right. many places. Yeah. I mean, modern do, medicine is amazing. But right. do and they the feats that it's over, it, over diagnose? Yes, oh, yeah. they do. Okay, so um, I have a proposition. I would like to go through a list of 10 topics. Okay. And I'd like you guys to pick one. Okay. Awkward Thanksgiving conversations. We're talking about political versus <laughs> non political. Um, Trump reportedly afraid to visit troops in combat zone. <laughs> Trump defends Saudi Arabia's denial about the planning of Khashoggi's death. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. that Republicans one. are rigging elections to win. They're anti-voter and anti-democracy. That's from USA Today. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was interesting to me. Georgia, after Stacey Abrams lost, Hollywood is calling a boycott of Georgia. But Stacey Abrams is contesting, hey, wait a minute. Hollywood industry is what's employing most minority people here. Don't pull that business from us. Right. Like, that would be counterproductive. So right. there's that conversation. That's cool. Um, That's why so, she's going to go far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because she shows that she's graceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ohio considers total ban on abortion and death penalty for women found guilty. Um, so basically, death what? penalty for abortions. Um, Obama surprises Chicago what? Food Bank volunteers. Wait a minute. Remember, Cincinnati so used to be like a such kid, a liberal mecca. If you you mm-hmm. kill a kid, I kill you because killing is wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh my God! Our neighbors to the south. We gonna tear Ohio State up Saturday. <laughs> Chief Justice John Roberts defended the independence of the judiciary, a rebuke to Donald Trump, who attacked a ruling by an Obama judge. So finally, one of them grew a spine a little bit. Um, those are kind of the hot topic buttons that I was thinking. Which ones of those do you guys want to attack? Should I throw in that that uh, 38th state, Virginia? It takes 38 states to ratify an um, amendment. amendment. And, well, if Virginia ratifies, we will finally have equal rights for women. We're actually... still not equal rights for women today. You see oh, Leon Did we, we, were... we got to depend on Virginia? Yeah. But they have a female congresswoman who is, and they've got um, partisan, uh, bipartisanship support on this now because there are even Republicans that are like, what? Women don't have equality yet? Uh, no, fool. <laughs> 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 no. Oh my god. And yeah, people don't know. That. I was just like, you've got yeah. to be kidding me in 2018. But that's, but that's what I'm saying, Adriana. I wish I could say I was surprised. I wish I could say I was surprised that on the books that we are still not 100%. But I feel like I knew that. 
because it's reared its ugly head a million times, right? Like mm-hmm. we know the women inequity can is huge. Still get paid less I than mean, men for equal they're, they're work. Not, they're not even shy about it. She no. literally got up there and said, "This man tried to rape me." Mm-hmm. 30 mm-hmm. years ago, and they mm-hmm. didn't even bat an island. No. So, honestly, I'm not surprised by any of it. That's the kicker. Like, none of it really, I, you know, it's you know tragic. He was just being a good old boy. Just a good old boy. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw. Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the like it just really shocked me that it's like you've got to be kidding me they they that like i really thought it was thought no you I, didn't you totally didn't you totally <sighs> did not think no i didn't because we were standing there on the capitol lawn right. you she yeah you we went i, to I took my you, daughter right. la- last year that's awesome we went to a march her. what is it two years ago you mm-hmm. and i went yeah mm-hmm. um and your dear friend um sarah thank you she's awesome yeah, I, um, I, just... I am curious about this Kasoji thing and the fact that um, we are kind of writing off a murder for money. Yeah. Our government is yeah. our... We can't kowtow for oil. But we are. I know. And we, we always have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a family member... That spent pretty much his entire life in the petroleum industry doing safety. My that dad was... worked for Exxon on the rigs and oh, air fire. Ha, hey, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The oil industry has their tendrils in everything. I mean, corn. Yep. Energy. Yes. You know? These monopolies that are forming or are splitting so that people can get out of liability. Mm-hmm. You don't even know that these companies are the same, are right. owned by the same people. Like, I hear people yeah. always, they talk about Walmart all the time, and then they go to Sam's Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello. There's a reason why you can use your Sam's Club card at Walmart and Walmart or Sam's Club, vice versa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I run into that all the time. I think that, you know, when companies and businesses and big corporations give you the clear indicator that they are they are foe that you have to abide you have to understand those and say okay i choose to vote with my money and i don't want to spend my money with you or i can't afford to not spend my money with you because your shit is so cheap i have to go spend my money with you anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah so we were talking about oil and we were talking about the kasoji thing and it's been revisited now because mm-hmm. 45 said some dumb shit <laughs> According to the New York Times, November 20th, uh, President Trump defied the nation's intelligence agencies and a growing body of evidence on Tuesday to declare his unwavering loyalty to Saudi Arabia, asserting that Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman's culpability for the killing of Jamal Khashoggi might never be known. In a remarkable statement that appeared calculated to end the debate over the American response to the killing of Mr. Kosoji, the president said it could very well be that the crown prince had knowledge of this tragic event. Maybe he did and maybe he didn't. We may never know all the facts surrounding the murder of Jamal Kosoji, Mr. Trump added. In any case, our relationship is with the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. With the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> and he's, the fact that he's comfortable not knowing... In 633 words, punctuated by eight exclamation points and written in an impolitic 
style that sounded like Mr. Trump's off-the-cuff observations, the statement was a stark distillation of the Trump worldview. In the world of malefactors, Mr. Trump argued Iran's crimes exceeded anything Saudi Arabia had done. His words seemed certain to alienate Turkey, a NATO ally that has raised the pressure on Saudi Arabia. But he continues to alienate our allies. And everybody laughs. The president denied he was motivated by personal gain. I don't make deals with Saudi Arabia, he told reporters as he left the White House for Palm Beach, Florida, where he is spending Thanksgiving. I don't have money from Saudi Arabia. Mr. Trump's defense of Prince Mohammed has hardened as the evidence implicating him has mounted. Yeah. But doesn't Turkey have recordings of what happened? And they handed those over. Mm-hmm to uh, the head of our CIA, I forgot the lady's name, and she briefed the president on them, and he uh, he said, oh my God, I saw him say that too. He said that he hasn't listened to them because he was told that they are so horrific that he should not, but he, so he understands that they are very brutal. <laughs> but he hasn't listened to them, and then he comes out and with that soft statement. So it's basically saying, okay, I'm going to excuse them. Okay. You know he has business interests. <laughs> How can so, he Oh, not? yeah, they're probably friends. <laughs> I mean, doesn't he have hotels, like, all over the place? Yeah. Even if it doesn't have his name on it, he's got a finger in it. Oh, man, the reporter. He, he told the reporter, he said, I don't know. I'm not a gambling man. And the reporter said, um... It was a Fox News reporter, too, that I was watching. That was Sunday. Um, he said, you're not a gambling man, but you, you own several casinos. <laughs> yeah, um, it is amusing when you do, like, open your ear to Fox News and go, oh, that was a good one. <laughs> it was. I was like, oh, wow. And they were in the White House, too. You could tell it was a one-on-one interview. Uh-huh. And, you know, he asked a couple hard questions you can't really have a civilized discussion with that man it's like talking to a two-year-old so we had discussed about his 1980s interviews and how he could have he was at one time i'm i'm just eloquent when omarosa said he used to have words like (laughs) he had a lot more words now he's only got like three or four he used to have a lot very 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 again what is it going to take to get through to these people um adriana was saying that she has to be friends with some people who are trump supporters she just has to because she said what did you think chronic illness but well it started with the fact that i'm in chronic illness groups on facebook so you make friends over the Mm -hmm. years because Mm -hmm. because you share a commonality and anyways i did say um you you keep your friends close and sometimes you keep your enemies closer Mm -hmm. you know what to do because you want to know what they're thinking i know i know like i follow that idiot on some social media networks who that idiot you do and some of his cronies too yeah you need to I didn't know, know. Yeah, what. Interesting. Yeah. But, you know, even they're pointing things out now, so somebody's got to be nervous. But, well, ever, there's a lot more than just somebody, but... I would hope so, but I don't think he is. I think that man is oh, a tyrant who feels he can do whatever he yeah. wants to do, and there's going to be no accountability whatsoever. I agree. I agree. Because I, he, he's, I agree. Uh, 
He's been pussyfooting over everything for his entire life. That's... But he's been dodging paying bills mm -hmm. and oh, yeah. court I mean, cases. He's taxes. been dodging that his whole life, and he still got elected president. And it's just mm -hmm. amazing to me that you can look past all of that. litigious behavior in somebody's life, like, that's just crazy that that's the person that you choose to lead us peacefully into the future. What is that? Leonica, P.S. I'm literally, like, miles away from to rob me oh girl don't go there you know miles <laughs> girl, it is nuts you know how we get down what is up i have to be so grown up and mature about it i told my dad i was like dad 17 year old me 18 year old me would not be handling this this way i was not smart hey, 20 year old you well you know that's when it started 17 18 all See, the way I, for a while i didn't know her through her piss and vinegar years so <laughs> But apparently, we all have piss and vinegar years and oh, yeah. growing up. What does that yeah. mean, piss and vinegar? That you just don't That's give the worst a of the worst. Oh, yeah, piss about are... anything, That's totally and true. you act like vinegar to everyone. Totally. Else. And yeah. I'd like you couldn't tell me anything about anything if I had a problem. I was fixing it. You got that right. I was handling it. Like I didn't. I didn't really consider what other options there were. We were getting. I was fixed. like, I don't know, Mrs. Carnani. I, I don't know what she's thinking. But I would tell her that you are that you're worried. I'm so sorry she has you this worried. I mean, but you know, when you grow up. You gotta be a certain way, and you get to a point where you're just like, man, I'm me. I don't need headaches that I don't really feel like dealing with, so I might as well just. But man, that's the beautiful part of growing up. I can't believe we're all three here together. I know. Yeah. <laughs> These beautiful ladies were at my wedding in Las Vegas together. Yeah. All of us. Chris brought us all together. That was one heck of an experience. <laughs> <laughs> Leonica and I met in college in Albion. 1995, six. -ish. Shout out to Ty Lanyard, who was the first. That was the first encounter I had with you. Twin Towers. Twin Towers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. That was Does our every call. campus have like towers? I mean, I think we so. had and bales. And ours, 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 and ours were four floors. Four yeah. floors, maybe a couple hundred feet. Not to, nothing tower about us. <laughs> I I had I lived in on, Little Albion. It in was. Little Albion, it was a tower at EMU. I lived on the tenth floor, which was. Actually, it was the 11th floor. That's a tower. But yeah. yeah, there were four of them. There were four of them, actually. And I still remember the night that the elevator decided to start oh. smoking. Oh, nice. And so, you know what it's like to at least have enough sense to grab your car keys? So, like, I had a robe, my wallet, and my car keys, and my room keys. Oh, that was and, like, I think I had a pair of Birkenstocks on my feet. You did good. I did. I, I had a really... fire in college, and I jumped out with my son. I didn't have on shoes. I didn't have my glasses. I didn't even have my um, oh. refund that I had cashed and hid in my closet. Oh, no. And I jumped out the window. And luckily, that money didn't burn up. That was so oh. crazy. Yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a big buzzkill. How dare you? I don't know. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. You know, you were pretty stunned when I told you about the Ohio abortion ban. Mm -hmm. 50 minutes ago, proposed Ohio law would redefine a person to include unborn humans and could treat abortion like murder. 
The Ohio House of Representatives is considering a bill that criminalizes abortions, redefines the state definition of a person to include any unborn human, and leaves the door open for extreme penalties for women and abortion providers. The law would effectively ban abortions in Ohio and means that women who get them and the doctors who perform the procedure could be charged with murder. Well, first degree, too. And potentially face the death penalty. Mm-hmm. I'm just floored that somebody would even introduce such nonsense. And that's the way it is. And it is really being taken serious. You know, our parents were young people in the 60s and 70s. And I was mentioning Roe versus Wade. Yeah. My mom was pregnant with me when she voted for Roe right. versus Wade and how proud she was to, to do that. Right. And, you know, I, that generation had such high hopes that, you know, peace, love, and yeah, free will. And, That's right, free will. And at this moment, there's a lot of people that, uh, that my parents are shaking their head. Because they're like, we thought we'd be farther than this. You think? Yeah, but what did, what did I say? What did I say the last episode? 100 yeah. years. I think we are 100 years behind where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something happened in the time continuum when he was elected. That day after the election, something happened. It reconfigured where we are in the timeline of world. Because timeline of world really mm-hmm. should have us way ahead of this shit that we're talking about right now. It was now. the eight way ahead years before he got elected that did it. Obama being in that White House really pissed a lot of people off, and they feel that that was tainting this country. So they're the ones who elected him. I really want to say them. Can I say fuck them? Yeah, you can say fuck them. Fuck you if you did. Them. That. If you think that. That. Fuck you for that. And I can't even think of a better word to say. It's stupid. Because, I mean, when you talk about tarnishing the sanctity of a presidency, Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I will never even remotely consider that anything close to what I ever regarded it as before. I thought we were all making advancements, but some people want to preserve the old Confederate ways. <laughs> Adriana, you and I listened to the NPR thing about Virginia, and this lady who is a conservative woman was saying, "You know, women and men don't have to do everything the same. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be allowed to yeah. do everything." But she, 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 she said, shouldn't be stopped from doing anything. She either. said she didn't want equal rights for women because she doesn't want her daughter to be able to be drafted mm-hmm. into the military. Oh well, women can fight just as well as men. And if they want to, and if that's how it goes, that's how the cookie crumbles. You gotta go. We gotta go. That's how we we'll go. I mean, the, I hate to say this. There's many countries all over the place that women are expected to serve in the military just as much as the men are. Now, granted, they may not have identical jobs, but in some of them, they very much do. Well, and children. Yes. Children are always recruited for militaries Mm -hmm. in many countries Mm -hmm. around this world. So, Well, look at how they they target 18-year-olds. The 18-year-old's brain is not fully mature, for at least another seven years. And that's what's the problem. That's who we send over to these wars to fight. And then they go through all that trauma. Because and 
they don't come back to anything that's going to help them exactly. Their, their, their brain brains is are just frazzled. Uh -huh. they, they mold their brain to what they need them to think specifically in mm -hmm. that situation, and then they boot them out yep. if they can't handle the pressure. They see and do horrible things, and that's at a critical developmental time in their lives I, mm -hmm. yeah that's so sad too it is mm -hmm. and then you know you're gonna get the ptsd because they're at such a like vulnerable stage when mm -hmm. it takes place such a like demarcation on their lifespan mm -hmm. it happens right mm -hmm. there True. that's what happened in now a whole generation of traumatized individuals yeah yeah well but you had shell shock before that true True. My mom tells stories about her own father with shell shock. Really? Just exactly. every generation has a different name. Because it's PTSD. They... Oh, yeah, I got you. Every Same generation name. has its different names. Name. Now it's sure. just trauma. Everything's mm -hmm. trauma-informed, trauma-focused, trauma, 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 trauma. Mm -hmm. My grandfather did not normally see combat. He went and cleaned up afterwards. Oh, that's even worse. That's even he worse. never talked about the war. They try and forget. Mm -hmm. And that's why they get caught up on all these substances and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the coping. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Did he cope? Yes, he had his way of coping. Yeah. He mm -hmm. died young. Yeah. He died young of a heart attack that nowadays you would live from. And they were a proud generation. They were. That was not supposed to speak of such illnesses, mm -hmm. you know. All of those soldiers that are placing those bodies into those coffins that are going back home to their mm -hmm. mothers or their fathers or their aunts or their uncles or their grandmothers or their I couldn't even imagine. Mm -hmm. But some people actually like that type of work. Like my mom wanted to be a mortician. She worked at a funeral home. Do you know? She had no problem going to pick up a body. That's I, okay. I don't put that past her. And I also, when I, you know, those PACTs when you're like seventh or eighth grade. Mm -hmm. So I took, when I took my PACT, the thing came back and it said like careers you should follow, career paths you should follow. And mortician was one of them. <laughs> it was like that and two others. I don't remember the two others, but I remember mortician. I was like, really? Okay. Well, that, you must have scored high in science. So every time I like yeah, met a mortician, I was very intrigued because I was like, should I make a mortician? I don't know. It does no. take a certain type of person. My mom had, she mm -hmm. said, I'm more afraid of the living than I am the dead. Yeah. So she found comfort mm -hmm. in, in preparing them for their final resting hour or um, comforting their families. Mm -hmm. you know, that, I call her deadbeat. <laughs> I do. That's funny. <laughs> I call her a deadbeat. Yeah. She... It's good that there's somebody with your mother's heart like that because... Yeah. I, as I said, it takes a very special person to do that job. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't even work in a nursing home. Uh-uh. See, my mom had a physical therapy practice in the basement of a nursing home for 27 years. And I'm telling you, old people, I just, like, I take comfort around kids and old people. I, old people were honest as shit. Like, they would tell you exactly how it is, how it was, if they liked it, didn't like it. And yeah. they let you know quickly. You didn't. There were really no muff, no muss, no fuss. You know. You really. You had better them, experience. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. That was that's your problem. You were around too many old people, and you thought you could do what they do, and you won't shut up. <laughs> you know what? But you know, you respect that, though. I, I'm just kidding with you. I love yeah, that I know. Trait. I know. Maybe you'll enjoy this, or maybe I mentioned this. My grandmother, who is nearing ninety, still lives on her own. That's right, her own pickup truck during the yes. day, okay? But my grandmother is a staunch Democrat, 
when she went to the inauguration ball in Ohio when Obama oh. was elected, people were afraid to ask before that time how old she was. Because but we so need old amazing. people with that thought. She was also out there protesting That's nuclear right. power plant that was built. Yeah. There are some old white liberal women out there. This is I Don't Care If You Listen, episode 16. It's Shalini here. We are actually physically present together in the same space. Myself, Leonica. I'm Leonica. And Adriana is joining us tonight because we are here at her home today. Thank you so much for having us. Well, thank you, ladies, for being a part of my I, home excuse tonight. Excuse me, guys. And then we've got Chloe. The tissues. I I don't see it in here, sweetie. Just have to grab this plate. Oh, she is such a little lady. She they is. are going. So I know it's crazy. Bad. We were talking about awkward Thanksgiving conversations. So this lady might be my hero. This is um, a post from Woke Folks today, and she goes off. This is her Thanksgiving dinner. Oh man, so. I can't mute. I usually mute. But see, I know you usually mute when I do this. <laughs> you voted for a candidate endorsed. By the KKK. For the rest of your life, you have to know that you voted the same way as the KKK. No ifs, ands, or buts. No doubt about it. Which I told him, she was chiming in and agreeing because there's no way around it. You voted for hatred. You voted against women, against the gay community against Mexicans, against blacks. Yeah. And, and you want to call yourself a Christian? I don't give a f if you go to church 23 out of 24 hours. You're a mean mother. And I hope that they come after you someday when you're not expecting it. Like this mother tried to do to me. You ready for the time to crash? You want to see the video today? Thank you. She went off. <laughs> yes, she did. She went off. You I mean, voted for the KKK. Basically. I mean, there's just no way around it. That's why I'm having such a difficult time with this whole gray area of people. I don't know how to dance in the gray area of, well, you know, when you, yeah, he's a da da, and I just a da, and he, you know, like. I tell those people, you're dying, my, you're signing my death sentence. That's what I would say. <laughs> Leave it at that. Do you feel like you don't encounter them frequently? Well, I have a strong, very vibrant, Afrocentric personality. So no I shit. think people know where I stand on issues, so they just don't <laughs> fuck with me. <laughs> like, and that's interesting too, because like when I put on my African color earrings or a head wrap or something, you know, people compliment me or stuff but people don't come at, well I guess they do ask me stupid questions like is that where you're from I had on some African earrings and the girl says is that where you're from <laughs> do it one more time is that where you're from <laughs> and I was so <laughs> pissed <laughs> that's exactly what she did I was so pissed off though she just looked at my earrings and said is that where you're from and I was like <laughs> No. <laughs> She's like, well, why are you wearing those? Because I like them. <laughs> it's really as simple as that. <laughs> she goes, oh, I like them too. 
Idiot. So I guess I, I was going to say that when I, I wear my stuff, people don't say stupid stuff. But then I remembered that. And I guess I do get stupid comments. People always say stupid stuff. But I don't think they realize they're saying stupid stuff is one thing. And then the other thing is, is I also feel like as much as I don't want to be the representative cultural spokesperson. You and cannot. Like the, you cannot avoid, avoid it. it. When you are the one who has anything different than what they're used to, right. you, you have by to. default become that spokesperson, which can be really annoying because I don't know a lot of stuff. And like, I'm forgetful. Like, I forget stuff that I've learned. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Well, and then they look the at answer. you like you're crazy because you're the only one who has a differing view. And yeah. so they try and write that off. And that's really condescending. Yeah. White people, you can't define what racism is. Like, let us. Well, tell we've got a white you. person on the show. Do you want to ask Adrian? Yeah, well, could, no, because she's not one of those people who does that. Like, <laughs> well, I asked her earlier. What did I ask you? I asked her to speak on behalf of white women, the ones that are the crazy ones. What it, she thinks it's going to take for them to like realize that Trump's dirty. What was your answer? I, that? I I'll say it a little harder now. I don't. No, <laughs> I do. He's got to grab him in the pussy. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but then, do you but think then, that that'll actually work? They, they, I think they. they but then he would say, know. "Well, they secretly asked me to do it." But was <laughs> one of his supporters? Do you think that maybe they would feel honored yeah, by it? That's what I think I'm thinking. I'm I mean, you guys, I'm gonna vomit. That's gonna. But that's true, genuinely. But no. Because they idealized this, idolized him like people did Michael Jackson. We were in a podunk place in Pittsburgh um, where Chris was doing stand up. The comedian made a joke on stage about Ben Roethlisberger. And the mom, somehow the exchange came down to the mom of a daughter saying, If my daughter was in a bathroom with Ben Roethlisberger, she knows what the hell she's supposed to do. Basically implying that her daughter better get on her knees and do you know what? Because it's Ben Roethlisberger who is royalty in that area. Likewise, I think that Trump people would think that he is royalty in their own little cult-like circle of royalty, which is dirty, gross, and makes me want to vomit. You know what? For the last 20 years that I've been in child welfare, I think 18 of them, I have said people should have a license to breathe. Totally. You should have to have a class <laughs> yep. and pass yep. an exam. Many a teacher has said that also. Oh, I- I'm sure. It was in I'm the movie sure. Parenthood. And they said you need a license to fish, a license to hunt, but you don't need a license to have babies. Right, a yes. license to drive. Anybody can have mm-hmm. a baby. Operate a yeah. high-low, heavy machinery, mm-hmm. yeah. a bus. Yeah, but no, you, you get do. special training, but to care for our precious little thing, they don't even care if you've got the skills to do it. Like, even at a ro- uh, amusement park, at a roller coaster, you have to be a certain height to yeah. be able to do, <laughs> to participate. You right. know what I mean? Otherwise, you got to go to the kiddie park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, as a social worker, that's one thing that breaks my heart is when I see parents who love their children, but there's some cognitive or mental impairment that's going to prevent them from giving that child the adequate care that children need. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying a mansion and but great just clothes, stuff. but right, a home. like supervision, proper supervision and boundaries, because. Everybody is not able to set boundaries. and mm-hmm. Although, let's admit, in the 70s and 80s, we had run of the streets. Oh, <laughs> yes, we did. Yes, we did. I tell my mom all the time, oh, you, would be on, you wouldn't even be on the central registry. You'd be locked up for child neglect. 
criminal. Oh my child gosh. Neglect like, and abuse. You tell your mom that? Oh, I tell her all the You're time. So and she, no, she hey, knows. Hey, Marianne. Hey, mom. She knows. <laughs> she says it too. She knows. And, and like some stuff, like we talk about back in the day, like me being like half a mile away from the house by myself at four, you know, or something. And it was just normal, you yeah. know. It, I knew the neighbors, they knew me. I was eight years old, getting on my bike and just riding around blocks, riding around for blocks. I rode everywhere. Once I knew I could ride my bike, I rode everywhere. Yeah. As far as I could go, I would ride and ride and ride. Yeah. Ride. Yeah. They they would make me come check in every hour, so I couldn't ride too far. But I went as far as I could. <laughs> <laughs> that bike meant freedom. It was. It meant it freedom. Was. Like our car. Is there anything you want to say? We got to wrap up our podcast here. Is there anything you want to say that um, can only be said face to face? We see each other when we Skype, but it feels so much more personal when we're next to each other. I know, right? That's what me and Dion were talking about. What is he doing? Getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner. What's he making? Turkey. And? <laughs> and? Um, is I'm he a... frying a turkey or is he? Uh, you know what? The turkey was too big for the fryer. So, Dre, um... Job gave us a turkey so that he could contribute that to dinner. I'm gonna make some greens and and dough eggs. Kamari wants corn and dressing, of course. Yeah, we're gonna do Indian like a bread dish instead of regular stuff. That should be nice. Yeah, well, I was talking about doing gumbo down at her house. I don't know if she's gonna do that or not. We're gonna do a thing. It's called sailed roti, and then my mom. I had my mom the vegetarian pick up the turkey today and stand in line outside for 20 minutes for the turkey. That was like way above and beyond. She's the one person. That's devoted to the family. That mm-hmm. is. Thanks, Mom. And you're going out to dinner for Thanksgiving, We're right? going to Frankenmuth. Honestly, we've been going to Frankenmuth on and off since like the like the late 80s because, man, it's so nice to not have to do the dishes. Oh, my gosh. And it's so pretty at Christmas time. Oh, oh, yeah. We walk. Yeah, because I get the lights up and all that. I have family that live in Flushing just outside of Flint. It's been great. It has been. To be able to talk in a room with you, it always is great. I know. Face to face. I wubba you. I love all you too. Aww. Give my love to Dion and Kamari and Dre and happy Thanksgiving and I'm thankful yeah. for you. And I'm so thankful for you as well, Adriana. Thank you so much the for being here with us. With the mostest? Yes, thank you. We I appreciate so it. I enjoyed being able to be part of a podcast that I actually listened to. So <laughs> Well, we appreciate you listening. <laughs> Cheers right. to number one. Exactly. We like it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Tell a friend subscribe give us good ratings on itunes we don't really go out of our way to push this down anybody's throat but if you do tell people about it and you do like what we're doing we appreciate it that's right and if you really like it you can sponsor us and we'll appreciate you even more check out the website i don't care if you listen.com peace out episode 16 deuces